Hey, welcome to Die Hard on a Podcast, and we are back today discussing Hard Rain. Cool. I don't think we're on the, the Mixler. Are you on Mixler? Yeah. Should be broadcasted to Mixler. I see. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, there we say, go. Have you li- I have Trevor Holland as a listener. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> now, I, I gave out your name, so all the stalkers out there are going to be able to find you. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, track you down which right. I guess we'll worry about later <laughs> sweet if anybody listens yep yeah if anybody listens now the last broadcast we did have one mystery listener so that's good <laughs> um, okay yeah, let me post it too so I, I can't believe I didn't see Hard Rain in 1998 like that seems like something that like I'd never heard of it you know what I mean I uh, but it had a quick cast of characters on it. Yeah, like, watching it, too, like, I don't know, like, I feel like it should have... Bound- I, I mean, what you, would you think of it overall? I mean, I... I'm gonna say it's no diehard overall, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, and, no. it, you know, it was kind of... It, it made me very nostalgic for the days of the... of the, like, the pure action movie. Like, you don't really see... The, yeah. the overdone, um, or not, I don't even know if overdone, but like the really dramatic soundtrack and, yeah. you know, it was just, just your typical like 80s slash 90s uh, kind of action movie that you don't really see like you do now. Yeah, because it looks pretty, I mean, it looks pretty impressive for the most part, like for a movie that I don't think anybody knows of really. Right. And when you're watching it too, it's like I should like this more than I do. Like it's it's okay. But well, like, I mean, and it was fun, it was fun to watch. Yeah. And um, have you ever seen? I know we were we were discussing this. We couldn't think of one. Maybe you you've, you're a bit more knowledgeable. Have you ever seen another movie where Morgan Freeman's the bad guy? I don't. That's what I was thinking too. Like, is this the first time he's a bad guy? But then he like switches. Like right, spoiler. He's, right. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler. Like, 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 he comes like a good guy, and like it's all like it's yeah, all like, Randy Quaid. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Randy Quaid is the bad guy, and you know, I mean, and that's nothing new. <laughs> You've seen Randy Quaid be the bad guy before. I mean, shit, just like check out the last like five years or so of what he's been doing. You know, <laughs> of his actual life. <laughs> yeah, just check out his actual <laughs> life. He's a hell of a villain. He's, he's basically the bad guy. Yeah. But yeah, then when we, like when we started watching, I was like, "Wait a minute, Morgan Freeman's the bad guy. When's he ever been the bad guy?" And I can't think of any other instance, even though, like you said, spoiler alert, he kind of turns good. And he's not really the worst guy either. He's like, "Don't kill anybody," and this and that. And, like his his like henchmen are like kind of sad, <laughs> like right. ineffectual. Yeah, his like a, a freaking uh, what is it? Like the one guy's like some sort of high school teacher that got fired. Yeah. And, a teacher, and then like so, so Bible quoting. I don't know what he is. I'm not sure what his expertise was. Yeah, or where he came from. But then the the the, yeah. the custom or the token idiot that's in every bad guy crew was like his brother's yeah. friend or something like that, or his best friend's son. Yeah. And, and you know, and yeah, he dies. Like so Morgan Freeman says, "I promise I'll look after him by having him rob a security." Van in the rain. Um. Yeah. So Which that, apparently he was in on. And I, 
Asner was in on that too. Was that? Yes, Asner was in on it. He was actually because they they had planned to do it before the rain started. They were going to do it that night, but then the rain made them change the plans. And so there was there's a nice little plot twist there that he was in on it. And you know it's funny because I was watching it with a group of people. And yeah. as soon as Randy Quaid came on, came in, he goes, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, he's totally in on it with the bad guys." I guarantee. And we're like, "Well, we don't even know what the who the bad guys are." He's like, "Oh, he's the bad guy." Um, exactly. Like he has like that one look. And he's like, "Are we all gonna die?" I'm like, "You are the bad guy, aren't you?" <laughs> yeah. It's like it was really. I mean, it was really obvious. I, it was so obvious that I kind of was like. No, he's not the bad guy. It's gonna be somebody else. And then, like for the first half of the movie, I was trying to figure out who like the plot twist bad guy was gonna be. Yeah, but then once they find out about the money, he's like, yeah, because apparently everybody's is like retirement and like losing their jobs. So it's like everybody's just gonna steal. That's... Yeah, why not? You know, and uh, and it is a brilliant idea that if you're gonna steal something, do it during a natural disaster. Uh, because then you could just make the case for the fact that you were just looting, and you know you're also not going to have to worry about um, like normal citizens as much. Yeah, I feel like this should like it. It should have like set off like a, a whole series of like robberies during like like a hurricane or like yeah tsunami. A tsunami would be good. That's really you know kind of modern and then the um. Or like you know natural fire, but then I guess that sets the question: is you know how do you plan around something that's completely unpredictable? Um, I guess you just like have your crew like hang out and be like, okay, yeah. next earthquake we'll activate like a sleeper cell. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess you'd have to like like make some sort of like device, like make up some sort of like something else. But, um... Yeah, well, you know, one of the things that we all were talking about with it being similar to Die Hard is that um, there was definitely, like, the feeling of the protagonist being just kind of inadvertently trapped in a situation, Um, you know, kind of like being stuck in a building, this guy's stuck in a flood, but it's still the same thing where he's kind of stuck somewhere and the bad guys are hunting him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the most, like, Die Hard that we've watched so far. yeah. For the most part, like, like like almost beat by beat, and like I don't know. It seems like they kind of just like took Die Hard and put it in the flood, right? And, it, and I mean, you know, and it definitely sort of has that, uh, like that, like that almost exact format, you know. Except like Slater is like again, like Slater has like nothing going for him except like he hits the job. And yeah, that's like that's like, that's yeah, like, it. <laughs> like whenever, whenever, um, whenever he says to Mini Driver, like, "Oh, I've only been a security guard." For a little while, I used to be like everybody in the room was like a Navy SEAL, a cop, special forces. You know, like everybody started blurting out like that they thought he was like some sort of badass that happened to be down on his luck, which was you know kind of of that format. And then he says he he says something that's even like more boring than security guard. I forget what he was. Yeah, he was. It was like he was like, oh, I was I an know. insurance salesman who nailed my sister. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, I sold paint or something. I don't know, like, I forget what it was, but yeah, it was just like, oh, that's your backstory, sweet. Yeah, yeah, like he had no kind of nothing really going on for him. Yeah, and uh, yeah, me and me driver. I'm not sure what she was doing. She was just kind of like there. 
Yeah. Well, and she's <laughs> like, the, you know, she's the feisty female character, and it was funny too because everybody when we were watching it, everybody in the room called that too. Like as soon as <laughs> yeah. they cut to the church. They're going to yeah. be like, oh, it's going to be a hot girl in here that's independent and is resisting the, the excavation because she's going to be the fiery, uh, you know, the fiery girl that, that can, can, uh, wins Christian Slater's heart, you know, <laughs> and, and then it like, and then it's like on cue, she like walks in. It was kind of, kind of cool. Um, and, but, you know, it, it was also really I'm not sure cool. what her job was. Anyway. Uh, you just said that too fast. I'm not sure what her job was. I mean, I know she did the stained glass in the church, and that was why she uh, liked it so much. But she had an actual job with the church somehow, too. Yeah, it seemed like a weird, like, weird, uh, like, vague job. And, uh, yeah, it just seemed like a, nothing to it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, and uh, that was, I guess, part of it, too, was that there really wasn't anybody all that memorable i mean now morgan freeman's earrings were pretty epic i did like his like like the upside down <laughs> you know typical 80s bad guy gangster cross you know yeah um and that's when you know he's a bad guy when he's got yeah yeah you know the good guy never wears the, <laughs> the upside down cross i mean i don't think he was wearing an upside down cross but you've seen i've seen that before and like Oh, the, the scary gang gang guy in in scum ridden New York City, you know. Yeah, I don't even know what his job was either. Like Morgan Freeman, do do you remember? No, he what never he says. Said? He never says what like was, he did before, you know, because we were we were kind of trying to figure that out. It was another another thing that had been discussed. Was like, oh yeah, he was probably he was probably a cop for twenty years, and they done him wrong, and they let a, a important important rich white man killer free or something like that you know like we kept coming up with all these backstories with him and really the only backstory you get about him is that he was friends with uh he was friends with ed asner and he was friends with some other guy who had a retard for a kid you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes it's uh that's the that was it yeah it's, it's uh what else was uh, uh, well the jet skis in the high in the school was pretty cool though I thought yeah. that was like the best and that did seem segment, really like fun for sure and it made you fun like I I, I kind of like the whole time I kind of wanted to like be there you know like I was like oh this is so nice yeah that'd be kind of cool like to ride jet skis through your school I guess but it was like nicely and that was nicely well done and like you know edited nicely and stuff like that and that was like probably the best sequence and after that I kind of tuned out a lot yeah yeah well I, I, and I should I should say that um, people were everybody that was watching it with me and I kind of agreed was they were like well this definitely doesn't have the uh, kind of edgier seat like really really wanting to like really caring what's going to happen next like Die Hard did you know I mean in Die Hard you never once thought like hey maybe I'm going to go use like the bathroom or go for a walk or something and there was a couple points where you just sort of were like I don't care you know in hard rain although yeah I think they switch back and forth between I mean I really did have a lot of fun watching it you know kind of like almost like snakes on the plane but maybe not 
I don't know. Like we're always just like, okay, what's what's the crazy thing that what's the crazy <laughs> guy gonna get up to again? You know. Yeah, there's just a lot. Of, I thought there's just a lot of stuff where they're just like kind of like, like I might like, I have it on right now in the background. They're just like floating in the car. And it takes forever for them to like get it anywhere, and then they get to what Betty White's house. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like and she's got like bear traps. Yeah, and we—I I guess we haven't mentioned the uh, the comic relief of the Betty Whites and her uh, her husband. It's crazy to see how you know twenty years, even twenty years ago, Betty like White looked really, really old. <laughs> she she's looked the same for forty years. Yeah, yeah, like you know, she in her career she was really hot. Until she turned 30, and then around 30, she was like, okay, I'm going to just get cast as the old lady now. Yeah, she was she was on the Golden Girls at 35, to be honest. Was she really 30? No, she, uh, she was gotta, <laughs> yeah. She was got to be a little bit younger, though, because that was, like, 1984. I remember seeing a thing. Yeah, she was, uh, she was the, still, like, I think she was still 60. Still 60 then, yeah. Was, I saw a thing on the internet where it said that she was born in, like, 1922, and that... Um, in 1936 is whenever like major bakeries started using machines to slice their bread, so that she was literally older than sliced bread. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's. I think I like. I think that's like true fact. Like kind of internet true fact. I guess. That's all. <laughs> Uh, one thing from a technical standpoint that we uh, noticed too is there's no wind, which is really really weird for like a major major rainstorm, like there was with with floods and stuff. If you notice, the rain always falls straight down, and there's nothing in the environment that shows any kind of wind blowing around. And we were like, well, that would be weird, because if you were really in a storm like that, the wind would be freaking ridiculous, and the rain would like it would wouldn't even the points seem like it was actually coming at you sideways it would be so strong yeah everything looks like it's on like a set for sure absolutely yeah it's just like it's just like a just like a flooded set or something right which is fine which is fine but it's like i don't know there's just a lot of boats floating around and i think they could have come like good two minutes probably maybe yeah tighter well and it also shows off that you know that that was that was like the roughly the very end of the era where um, studios really stopped or really stopped using or started using CGI so much you know like now everything has CGI in it whereas that didn't have any CGI in it at all and I think we've actually been kind of trained to see um, you know like it, it sticks out more that we've seen so much CGI I thought yeah. it was refreshing I don't think you actually yeah. need you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it looks. I mean, like I said, it looks good, and it's like I feel like I should like it more because it's kind of a cool concept. But it's just, I think Christian Slayer is a little boring. Yeah, that's definitely true. It seems it seems almost like it was a really great concept, and they kind of just phoned it in. Like nobody was really passionate about it when they did it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like even like the, the yeah. And Christian yeah. Slater is definitely his hero is definitely like no depth whatsoever. Like, yeah, I'm just a I'm just a guy who whose uncle got killed, and I happen to be here, so good for me. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't even think there's like a moment where he's like, I don't like 
like he has a moment where he's like, oh, I like this album, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, there's that moment where he's like, I'm going to do this for, for Ed Asner because, you know, he was my uncle and he died. There's not even that moment, really. No. No, he he really doesn't even seem to care all that much, you know? Like, you would think whenever he woke up in the jail cell that he would be like, hey, they shot and killed my uncle who raised me as a child before I joined the special forces to kill people in <laughs> Vietnam. And then uh, you guys got to go get his body or at least go cry and get, catch the people. But, you know, like he wakes up in jail and he's like, yeah, I'm in jail. I, I, uh, I'm not a looter. I'm a security. You know, like he barely even cares. Like cracks a joke about, you know, carrying money with him or whatever. Right. Shit that was. <laughs> it's like your uncle just died. What the hell? <laughs> like you just got robbed. That's some serious yeah. shit. And I like how the story expects you to believe that when Randy Queen does turn, it's like he just turned, you know, he did 25 years as a dedicated sheriff. And not only does he decide in the last minute he's going to steal this money and kill some innocent people, but he's also convinced that the people he spent the last, like, 25 years with are totally going to be like, yeah, that's totally cool, let's do that. <laughs> and then you know, they were. <laughs> like, I'll be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to turn criminal mastermind and murder a bunch of people and steal some money who should i call maybe the guy who runs the dam he totally would be on board with me <laughs> he's a he's a total shit heel <laughs> <coughs> i mean you know that because he's taking he's taking a dump when shit's going down and like stuff's happening so obviously he's gonna take the money because he's dumb yeah, well, and he not only is taking a dump, but he's also reading gun magazines. So you know he likes he likes having guns to shoot innocent people with in order to steal money that just happens to be floating around in his town. Oh, that's right. Because doesn't he like show up and he's like the gun guy or something, right? Like yeah, like, yeah. Oh. He's like, you gotta come and bring your guns. He's like, he's like, oh, you want this guy with you when you're hunting or some something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And, oh, yeah, like, what's that? Why is that? How does that even make sense? And, you know, it was funny, too, because many drivers, like, chained up to the, uh, chained up to the banister or whatever. And, like, the cop who was, like, on the fence, uh, you know, was like, I don't think we should do that. And then he was like, Look, you got three seconds. And then he says, Okay, fine. Never mind. I'll do it. Well, then he shows up, right? And immediately the guy that I'm sitting next to goes, Oh, well, he's come to rape her. Because, you know, I mean, once you've made the frickin' moral decision to shoot some people, you might as well just go ahead and rape the hot chick, you know? And I was like, no, come on now. And then, of course, he immediately starts to try and rape her. <laughs> because cause nothing says I'm I'm very hot and sexy and horny for you than a flood coming into your house. <laughs> and you're all wet and soggy and you're just like... Yeah, and you're like, you know, I would love it if the fucking dirty police guy would show up and... <laughs> police officer would show up and just violate me. I've been doing like, that for years. <laughs> this is the perfect place to, to have my way with you. Yeah. But I just thought it was so funny how quickly he saw the logic of that. He was like, well, you know, the dude, the dude was a little on the fence about stealing the money and killing the people, but now that he's over that fence, getting over the rape and mini driver fence, that's not even really a fence. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like an open door. It's like yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a begging thing, you know. She's obviously in there waiting for somebody to come along and do her. She would have got out whenever they evacuated everybody. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I it definitely really made me nostalgic though because it, it fit the the action movies the way that we watched them when we grew up so much, you know. And I mean, we still have action movies, but you know, there's like something really subtle that's changed about them. Um, I don't know. I, I felt like it was the soundtrack that's really changed about them. You know, you don't see the the freaking completely overdrawn like the don 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 guy. You know, like you don't you just don't see it like you used to. Um, yeah, and this uh, had that in spades. Yeah, I think this was like towards the end of those types of movies because, like, John Woo had a couple come out, and then there was like like Con Air and like The Rock and stuff like that. Right. But there was, I think that was about like about it. Like this is like one of the like, few. Yeah. Well, and ones. they and those also the Con Air and The Rock and those kind of um. They kind of are the transitionary point to where you see your more modern kind of like Jason Statham action movies, where they kind of underdo the underdo the hero, they, and and that even harkens back to like an older time where they deliberately make an un, uh, uh, like a the hero kind of mysterious, but then they tell they fill you in on him generally when he meets the you know right after he screws the girl character then you find out whatever his backstory was, you know. But this one, he, like, screws the girl character, and it turns out she's boring as fuck, you know, or he's boring <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. It's usually afterwards, it's like, why do you have all these scars? Well, this one time I killed a bunch of ninjas. Yeah, yeah, there was a bunch of ninjas, <laughs> and they were, like, raping my sister, so I freaking took them all out. <laughs> but it turns out the head ninja was the senator's son. <laughs> Exactly. I went to school with in high school, and I, so I had to run away. And right. That's why I'm a. That's why I'm a security guard now. Yeah. Speaking of which, I and this is kind of off topic, but it's also a pretty a decent action movie. Is um, I just watched this Australian movie called Goldstone, uh, and it's like about. It's pretty good. It's you should definitely check. What's that it called? Out. Goldstone. Um, Goldstone. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's really weird. It's kind of like a um, kind of like a true detective style movie about these miners out like way out in the middle of bumfuck of outback of Australia that you know they have these um like gold mining operations out there. Uh, uh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, no, but it's pretty intense. And the the main character and it has you know is the mysterious guy that that has this crazy backstory, you know. Yeah. Um. There's also no oh, another. What's that? What's that? What'd you say? Oh, I was talking. <laughs> about, I, was, I was talking about how the hero in it, it. There's no actual female protagonist in it at all. It's, uh. Yeah, it's like this is like it's almost like a paint by numbers, and it's funny because this guy, the guy who wrote Hard Rain, did Speed as well. Huh. You kind of see, you kind yeah. of, and he also did Broken Arrow as well. So you kind of like the three of them are kind of like, oh yeah, they're all kind of like pretty similar. Yeah, you can kind of see the uh, <laughs> the formula there. Yeah, but uh, uh, I think Broken Arrow is a better one. Yeah, I feel like but, that one might be on the list. That uh, some, now is that like, the is Broken Arrow? Is that the or something? <laughs> yeah, the John Woo, Jean Claude Van Damme movie. No, Broken Arrow is the Broken Arrow is the Christian Slater. Okay. Uh, John Travolta movie. Mm. 
Okay, yeah. All right, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of uh, what is it? Hard Target. Hard Target. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have to call that one like Die Hard in New Orleans, just so we can watch it. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, because that's, that's a classic. And, and discuss it because that one's amazing. Yeah, actually, I, I I probably haven't seen it in twenty years, so I'll have to to see if I can find that. Oh, so good! It's amazing. So, uh, did you did you ever uh, check out the Lobster? Uh, I have not checked out the Lobster. I'll have to look at that next. Off off topic. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, we've we've done twenty five minutes on Hard Rain, which I personally think is kind of impressive to, to, to squeeze twenty five minutes of commentary about Hard Rain out of. Uh, just because I mean, it's weird because I'm like you, like I really wanted to like it. Like there's like all of the elements of that kind of movie are in it that I really wanted to like, but then I'm just like, eh, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like all the characters could have gone just a step further. I think I had this problem before with something else, but like all the characters could have just been like stepped up, just, just like gone for a little bit more. Something that you probably could have done with. Like just giving each character maybe five more lines of dialogue, with a little yeah. bit of little bit of something that would make you want to care about them as characters, you know. Yeah, and just make Morgan Freeman like just like a bad guy. I mean, just or or like just like yeah, like a totally yeah. There's no sense in making Morgan Freeman like a, a good guy at the end, really, you know. Because uh-uh. at some point, like during the was it the. During like the big shootout, kind of during the like in the cemetery, right? Like, he's doing all he, he's doing like all the shooting. Him and yeah. Randy Quay. I'm like, I'm not watching this movie for Randy Quay and Morgan Freeman to have a shootout. Shootout? No, no, that's a whole different animal right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like why, Christian Slater. Why don't you shoot a fucking gun? Do something. Yeah, and well, I just I just wanted a little bit more from him, you know, and I, I kind of like. Like Randy Quaid, it even just sort of is always going to be typecast to me as the Amish dude from Kingpin. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> like ever since you, you see him in that role, and he can't really be anybody else with that. You, I mean, even though he's done other great movies like in Vacation and stuff, I just I, yeah, I, I just picture Cousin Eddie, and so it's like I can't take you seriously, right? <laughs> like, right, it's hard, it, you know, especially as a bad guy. Like, uh, I mean, it's kind of like if, if Randy Quaid showed up and was. You know, like, hey, I'm taking over your house and your family and stuff. You'd be like, yeah, all right, let me let me get like a squeaky toy and throw it out the window, and yeah. <laughs> then I'll grab my family and go the other way. I could believe him more as like the 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 damn guy <laughs> taking the dump and reading the gun. Right, he probably should have been. He'd have, he'd have made a brilliant uh, a brilliant damn guy. That's absolutely true. I actually would have been great because he would have shown up. They'd be like, "Oh, you want this guy hunting with you when you're hunting?" And he shows up as like basically cousin Eddie, and you're like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy's insane. I see that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be a good movie, actually. Cousin, if if we had cousin Eddie actually go insane and start killing people, like make it like a. You know, like a slasher flick. That would be sweet. <laughs> driving around in his, driving around in his RV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that poor bastard. It's just like the the, the soundtrack would just be the constant like trombone or the tuba, because like, Christmas Vacation is just like a uh, like a tuba the entire time. Right. Every time cousin Eddie, 
because he shows up, it's always like boom, 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 boom. Well, doesn't any yeah, doesn't exactly. murder people? Okay, that that could be really, really fantastic. And we and then you'd have to have somebody like I guess somebody like um like I don't know like Jason Statham or somebody like su somebody super badass to be completely helpless to him for the whole movie except for like the very end. You know, like it should just be him, like, <laughs> yeah. like beating him, like over and over again at every turn, and be like, "Oh, that damn cousin Eddie! Why did he kill my dog again?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and it would only—it's like only through some okay. miracle because cousin Eddie has a weakness for girls who look like his daughter, and you know, then it just so happens that he <laughs> finds a girl that looks like his daughter, and Jason Statham then hits him over the back of the head or something, and. It's, <laughs> Yeah, we should definitely, it becomes make, definitely make that <laughs> movie. <laughs> so cool. So we're at um, roughly 30 minutes. We're at 29 and a half minutes, which is pretty good. Um, I say we, <laughs> yeah. should, we should just go ahead and, and advertise that we're going to do next week's podcast will be Hard Target because that's a classic. And it, it, it is like Die Hard in New <laughs> Orleans, basically. Um, overall, no, I overall, I think... Actually, it is. It's like... Yeah. Um, but like you know, overall, I think that this movie was probably the closest to Die Hard that we've watched so far. But like, not in a really good way, <laughs> you know, not not in like and like in like a pretty basic kind of way. Like, it's like it has the henchman, it has this guy, it has this guy. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're trapped. But I'm, I'm more, I, I just don't think that he's any on uh, David McClane. Like, speaking of which, I can't even remember. Christian Slater's character's name in it at all, or the names of anyone really at all, except for uh, Ed Asner was Uncle Charlie, but that's the only one. Um, ah, uh, um, yeah. You know, but like other character names are just like, uh, okay. You know, like, what was, what was Morgan Freeman's character's name? I don't know. It was Morgan Freeman with the hat and the earring. <laughs> and that was, yeah, it was just it was Morgan Freeman. Yeah, it was red. Know. It was red from it was red from Shawshank. What was he? What was yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was red. That's maybe the, maybe, this, maybe this is the prequel to Shawshank. I would say. <laughs> maybe that's how Red got into Shawshank. <laughs> it's a good good point. Except for that the Shawshank took place in the thirties. <laughs> also, what the the actually mentioning that the the one sheriff is the one guy from Shawshank as well. Yep. The 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 rapist. The, so. Yeah. Um. So. The, the the evil guy. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> The rapist from Hard Rain is actually the rapist from Shawshank. So. Yeah, see, that, that's where maybe that's why it was so easy to put two and two together. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize that until just now. But you are, you are, yeah. you are correct. <laughs> typecast, typecast as the rapist and everything. Yeah. Men, women, I, he doesn't care. He doesn't discriminate. Right. <laughs> He's a horrible person. Yeah. All right. All right. That's cool. Well, um, <laughs> I will put this all up, and we will have to check it out. And we'll wa I'll watch Hard Target probably tomorrow. Hard Target, Die Hard in New Orleans slash Die Hard in like a was it the uh, was it the parade like a float graveyard at the end? Yeah. So yeah, the, the New Orleans graveyards. 